Welcome! Welcome to the show, folks. You're listening to the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast. Of course, this is the only wrestling podcast. You can find it online. It's hosted by myself, Cameron Osborne. It's also hosted by Mike the Shoot Shepherd. Oh, you've been shooting since day one, baby. That's right. Uh, another fantastic, uh, fantastic wrestling week, of course. This is the podcast where we just talk about professional wrestling. I really think that's really, really what it comes down to. Yeah, that's our bread and butter. Uh, that's our uh, specific category on uh, like um, podcast apps. Like sports, yeah. and then comma wrestling is a whole category in and of itself. Yeah, the subgenre. The yeah, will. exactly the subgenre, <laughs> if you will. This is a professional wrestling podcast, and nothing else. We will not be talking about the new Pokemon Snap to be released Woo! in April. We're not talking about that because this isn't a podcast where yeah. we talk about our favorite. Favorite, and I kid you not, favorite video games when you were six years old. No, this oh, yeah. is a professional. And we're not going to talk about the James Harden trade that I predicted and you denied a few weeks ago, right? Did you predict? Did you did you predict the trade, or you predicted the Brooklyn trade? I don't think I said Brooklyn specifically, but when you mentioned the strip club picture, I'm like, oh yeah, he's on his way out. He's trying to force <laughs> his way out. This is just you, him saying, I don't give a fuck. And here we are. You saw it. Yeah, you saw it coming. Uh, even, you know, uh, a week before the season. I mean, I didn't think it would happen, but I was hoping Toronto, obviously. But Yes. Well, of course, you know. Um, that being said, though, uh, I don't know which uh, city has the best strippers in the world. Um, or at least, in, <laughs> at least in North America, you know. Oh. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of Houston strippers right now yeah. who are, you know, th- you know, maybe having to... Uh, refinance, remortgage their house, or uh, you know, maybe look at new financial options. OnlyFans, Cameo, this sort of thing. Yeah. I do hear though from a lot of professional athletes that Toronto is pretty good for the nightlife. Oh, in terms of strippers, we're uh, we're not that Strip bad. Clubs, things like that. Yeah. Oh, that's I've cool. Heard. That's I've nice heard. to hear. Yeah. <laughs> <I've> uh, <heard. laughs> but no, like we said, we're not a we're not a that podcast. We're the wrestling podcast. Uh, so enough of that. So enough we... of that. Yeah, let's just plow right forward into our week. You know how we'd always start off the week. It is with the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. Brand new champion. The list of one-time champions of this of this tweet are is huge and Mike you and I are always chatting about um, when it comes to things like the US title or uh, maybe I can think of maybe something else nobody wants it (laughs) nobody wants the AEW Women's Championship nobody wants the Universal Championship but I think certainly the Tweet of the Week is a championship that people keep going for because god damn it people just don't stop tweeting this week's Tweet of the Week champion comes to uh ooh this will be his first time winning the award. We're looking at T-Bar from Retribution. Uh the man <laughs> formerly known as Dominic Dijakovic who I yes. still feel more comfortable calling him Dominic Dijakovic. Uh, yeah, it's funny. It's, it's as weird as the name as it is, it's uh yeah, it's smoother than T-Bar. Yeah, T-Bar <laughs> rolls off the tongue worse than Dominic Dijakovic. I don't really know how he does it, but um he tweeted out uh, the other day. Um, he's always just uh, talking about shit. Tweet bar. 
tweet bar. I like that. He's always <laughs> shit talking. Doesn't matter who. Doesn't matter where. And this is no different when he reached out and said, some little teenage virgin on <laughs> AEW stole my finisher like four years ago after we did a show together. I'd steal something from his move set, but it's all just ricochet moves. Hey. Hey. I think I know who he's talking about. I think we know who he's talking about because <laughs> none other than Sammy Guevara had something to say afterwards. Of course, I think that's the teenage version he's talking about when Sammy Guevara replies by saying, somebody sell teabag. The move actually belongs to Matt Demarest, the guy who, the guy who he stole it from. And I'm just trying to get the move on to be seen since you're never on television. Also, while you are sitting doing nothing in catering on Monday, check out the newest vlog. Sammy uh, Guevara's vlog drops every Monday. There was a funny segment on last week, but we do know that Tweet Bar isn't going to stop right there. <laughs> nope. Because, well, of course, he follows up with, Someone tell Panda Kid I had a singles match on TV last night, and I didn't steal the move from some backyarder. I thought of it in a professional wrestling ring, along with Kill for Nova. Don't know who that is. Uh, try being creative sometimes instead of, oh, I don't know, making jokes about rape. Oh. Sammy Guevara couldn't follow back. He couldn't follow back to that. You know what? I like it when there's a good Twitter exchange. Of course, we have had um, tag champs. Uh, Randy Orton, Tommaso Ciampa. Randy Orton, Will Ospreay. There was the Dana Brooke Batista <clears throat> back and forth <laughs> that um, was fun. Uh, but in this case... Uh, tweet bar, you're, uh, you won. Um, Sammy Guevara <laughs> had absolutely zero comeback to that. And for that reason, uh, T-Bar, you're the Tweet of the champion. He's the champ. Uh, I think he might have since deleted the very last tweet, but it stands in the time or in, in history. So can't yeah. delete. Nothing's yep. ever really deleted. So If it was screen capped, somebody got it. Tweet yeah. a week now um, belonging to T-Bar, who uh also won the award once i guess as a member of retribution so uh two times look at that go it's it's like it's like uh it's like hulk being it's or you know rick flair being the hall twice or <laughs> triple a wow. sean big, a big comparison huge comparison <laughs> huge t-bar wow. t-bar is to twitter what uh <laughs> what rick, rick flair, flair is, is to in ring competition <laughs> wow on that note Let's just move right along to the Friday night blue brand. We all know what it is. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh, used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. They used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Without saying the name. Uh. <laughs> let's let's not even say it. And just let it stew right there because uh, some things are red and thumbs some things are blue. That's right. It's the uh, the Chiefs. Uh, I don't know what to call it. I don't want to say anything bad. His sacred grounds. Uh, this. Well, now you're talking about the tribal chief. Huh? I'm talking about you're, the tribal chief. Of, you're of course, we're talking about the tribal chief. Um, you know where he? Yeah, I, this this is his place. I don't know what to call it, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, this his, fucking belongs to him. Yeah. And don't build any houses. Yeah. His, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the chief. He's coming out. He's got his tribe with him. His Uso. His Heyman. Uh, he's just cutting a promo, talking about the beating that. Uh, yeah, they gave Owens, I guess, and uh, he's not laying down, and he calls out Adam Pierce. So Pierce comes out and. They show him a video package. It's basically going over all the, the feud with Owens and uh, throwing him off the end of the Thunderdome last week. And uh, Pierce 
talks about him and Owens being friends for years. And uh, anyways, there's a gauntlet match set up for later to determine who's going to face Roman for the Universal title at the Royal Rumble. But uh, I think Reigns is trying to get Pierce to go in the match because he wants a piece of him. So I don't know. He wants a piece of him, Adam Pierce, the hardest working man in uh, in WWE. Uh, this was fun because, of course, yeah, we do have this kind of like gauntlet coming up to determine this number one contender. Um, but this is normally a segment that's like reserved for all of those members of the gauntlet to then just kind of talk to each other for 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> really with nothing at stake because the match is later. So any of the promo work, it kind of is meaningless. Uh, starting off the show with Roman and Paul, like you, you kick off your show with Roman Reigns. It has meaning. The show has meaning. The promo has meaning. Yeah, indeed. Uh, it was yeah, it was like a pretty long 15 20 minute promo, but it wasn't didn't really drag too much. Isn't like it funny how WWE they they're always starting off shows with 20 minute promos and rarely does it land. Uh yeah, depending on. Rarely does it Especially land. Especially during that era when it was Stephanie McMahon coming out every week. Uh, yeah, and, and the, uh, or, oh God, or in the two out of three falls era. Uh, that was fun. <laughs> we haven't had a two out of All three these falls little match in a long time, by the Remember way. Remember Raw Underground? I, how could I forget? <laughs> uh, but anyways, that was your uh, big opening promo there. Like you said, it was nice that we didn't have everybody from the gauntlet just coming out one after the other. Like, oh, seen- hey, I want it. No, I'm going to get it. No. Exactly. We've seen that before, and why not give the mic to the best guy on the mic. Yeah, and we get a tease for later. What's going to happen with Pierce? Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, we got some championship action. Biggie defending the Intercontinental title against Apollo Crews. And they just kind of had a nice little, you know, big guy, ba- athletic, back and forth. Um, I think at one point it leads to a, there's this massive superplex off the top rope by Apollo and he holds it into a pin the ref counts three rings the bell Apollo's celebrating but Biggie says no and the ref looks all confused so we go to commercial we come back (laughs) to try and settle things and the replay shows that uh, both men's shoulders were down for the three so that's a draw no title change (laughs) so uh, the ref gives the title back to Biggie he goes to fist bump Apollo but he says what that's it that's how you want to go out so he slaps Big E in the face. They ring the bell. Uh, Big E hits a couple more moves. The big ending gets the win, retains his title proper. Yeah, interesting way to uh, to to run the match. I don't think we've seen a draw in a long time, let alone a draw and then an immediate restart. You know, it gives it gives you something to look forward to through the commercial break. Yeah, yeah, it gave us a reason. Uh, yeah, exactly to come back and. Apollo, I don't know. Yeah, he showed a little bit of heel moves there with the slaps in the face and stuff. But. Well, yeah, when you slap one of your top baby, when you slap one of the top baby faces in the face, <laughs> there's no other way. There's very few ways to interpret that. Yeah, uh, but then we go backstage where Mr. Adam Pierce is on the phone when Sonya Deville approaches him. And we find out her new role. She's happy she's going to be working together with him. Uh, I guess some sort of assistant or co-manager, position of power, whatever she has. Uh, yeah. So now, we'll, I, well I, I, do we think this is on both shows, too? I mean, I guess if Pierce goes where she goes where Pierce goes. If, yeah. That's if she exactly. really is his, might, his right hand. I don't know. 
That's exactly it. Yeah, looking forward, looking forward to that in the future. Yeah, well, see, because yeah, right before she had to go away for a bit, she was getting really good on the mic. So if that's mm-hmm. what she's gonna do, ease her way back in before she starts wrestling again, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we just get more Carmella sipping champagne, cutting promo on Sasha. Yeah, this yeah, it's 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 a bummer to see right now the SmackDown women's division kind of stalling for the first time in a year. Yeah, and for no I mean real reason. Yeah, like they have the wrestlers still, they're just not really booking them all at the moment. I don't know. Because and 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 when we were talking about this certainly on the shooties and certainly yeah we've been speaking about this for weeks and weeks and months and months now like you know the the strength of the SmackDown women's division has been off the charts, mm-hmm. May, you know mostly led by Bailey and Sasha but uh, you know we can still we we still have a lot of people to draw from with Bianca Belair coming into the mix. Yeah, I mean uh, this women's rumble coming in a few weeks. Hopefully that'll. Give us the rejuvenation we need. We can just get past this Carmella feud once and for all. Yeah. It's not, yeah, and build to WrestleMania. But. Oh, well. Oh, Let's, well. We got more title action in the meantime. The SmackDown tag titles. The Street Profits defending against Rude and Ziggler, who I think I heard them referred to as the Dirty Dogs. I So I've also, I also heard that, and I've seen it posted on places. So it's got to be official now. They're named the Dirty Dogs with a D A W G. Now I haven't quite seen a shirt yet. That's always the uh, <laughs> the, the telltale sign when we get an official shirt. Yeah, but who's buying that shirt? Hey, www.shop.com. Yeah, people bought the B team. So, anyways, tag title match, good tag action here. Street Profits. Uh, you know they've been on this roll. One of the best tag teams in the WWE of the year. Uh, you know, so we're thinking Root and Ziggler, they're not the team to take titles off them, right? Well, uh, apparently not, because Ziggler <laughs> disagrees. Him and Z- uh, Ziggler hits this big face buster off the top rope, and then uh, soon after that, Root and him hit a spine buster zigzag combo, and that gives him the three count. A bit of a shocking title win, I thought. Yeah, a bit of a title win out of left field, but you know what? These guys are, um, haven't they, weren't they also the raw tag champs at one point yeah I'm sure okay they so yeah there is like a, a level of pedigree to the two of them I mean and... they've been together for a while yeah they're both good wrestlers uh it just seems surprising you know Street Profits had such a big long run and that's it's over on Smackdown it was 200 plus days on on raw and then that transferred right over to Smackdown eight sitting at 88 days yeah on this basically one. undefeated you're sure exactly right. Ba- basically undefeated. Been carrying the entire division, which I don't isn't saying much yeah. <laughs> to say that. They've <laughs> just been the fighting champions this whole time without any yeah. real competition. There's some guys here though, especially when I think about Rude and Ziggler, I think about like this is their not only did they need to win the match, uh, you know, to like keep up appearances or whatever it might be, but Robert Rude's forty three years old. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler's 40. Like, if you want to, you know, go in on somebody being champion, seeing what they may have as a last possible run, I mean, of course, it just seems like Bobby Roode just got here. But <laughs> if you want to use them while you can, I think you're kind of in uh, that mode. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's not a huge, uh, huge loss for no. the Street Profits. They'll win them back sooner than later. 
And the Street Profits will be around for a long time. Oh, yeah. Oh, they yeah. Will. oh they they're ha- like they the next... No- uh, they're like yeah. the next Usos, New Day. They're like the future of that that caliber of wrestling. Yeah, they've got another they've got another ten years yeah. to look forward to. And you know what? It was kind of fun seeing Robert Roode wear pink. I don't know if I've ever seen him. Hey, and, and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know, I mean, those the you know, you got, they got to look alike. Yeah, I like it. You and, know, how I feel uh, only that. a three year gap between them. I would have guessed Ziggler was a bit younger, but hey, looks good for his age. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, I think Lance Archer is forty-two. He's turning forty-three wow. like next month. Isn't that? And he's wild? like, he's like just hitting his prime now. Seems like it, right? <laughs> At least Eddie, Eddie Kingston is of... like thirty-nine. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's a new, but it's a new world. Forty is the new thirty. It really is. Well, did you know? Um, uh, I think it's. I think Kenny Omega is older than John Moxley. Mm-hmm. Which just like doesn't uh... feel. Which just like doesn't feel right. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. But weird, eh? Yeah. <laughs> oh well, it's just numbers here, folks. Uh, of course, of course, just numbers. Yeah, I think there's just more backstage. Paul Heyman just trying to convince Adam Pearce to join the Gauntlet, saying, "Hey, man, you know you you were in wrestling. You know you never accomplished that world heavyweight championship dream. So why not go for it?" Yeah, why not? Uh, and then more backstage. Liv Morgan, Ruby Rioters, they're hanging out. When Billy Kay approaches them, she's all chipper. She's been reveling in our win last week. She's taking credit. Uh, it's time to take this riot duo and turn it back into a riot squad. So should we make it official squad squad? And they say, sorry, Billy. Uh, no, thanks. But Billy starts crying and says, nobody wants her. And Liv says, it's not that. But uh, And she just says, oh, great. I need you to come around. And I could be a punk. I could be edgy. I've been listening to Blink-182, and I've added Mosh Pit Expert to my resume, and she hands in that, and so. Oh, well, I don't the re- know. The, the resume's still going. Didn't They didn't outright deny her, so maybe she's found a little partner. That could be funny, the odd couple for a little bit. Yeah, she yeah. She comes out with those fake tattoo sleeves on and stuff. Uh, yeah, I think we need to find something <laughs> for her to do, and I think whatever it should be should probably be out of the ring. Yeah, if she wants to put her six man tag, tag anything for a little bit, but Exactly. But yeah, mostly manager if she wants to do this and be funny on the sidelines, I'm fine with that. Agreed. Give her one of those little uh you know, it's not like a megaphone, but it's like the thing you yell into, like cheerleaders. Oh yeah. Give one her one of those, of those little to cheerleader yell into yeller things. Yeah, just like <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh but let's get to it. The main event. Uh these are usually pretty good. We got a good old gauntlet match. Where the winner gets universal title shot at the Royal Rumble. Uh, so we kick off with Rey Mysterio, Sami Zayn. Uh, but Sami comes out cutting an angry promo uh, about being pissed off. He's have, having to be the first entrant in the match. And, you know, he's he's brought out his own camera crew. So he can document these, all these, uh, yeah, his own unbiased view on things. But... He gets distracted, yelling at them before he can even take off his coat and hat. The bell rings. Ray kicks him into the ropes. 619, frog splash. Just like that, Sammy's eliminated. Just like that. But uh, I don't know if you, you should probably pay close attention. And maybe folks at home, if you want to go back and rewatch it, uh, it, is, um, it is standard. It's customary for the ref to check in on both competitors before the bell even rings. Mike, uh, Sami Zayn was not <laughs> checked in on. I mean, the ref, it's at their discretion. 
Okay. Sometimes they see the action start, they say, ring the bell. Certainly at their discretion. Mike, if you were to ask me, I would believe that a level of professionalism would need to exist. And uh, (laughs) it would be be standard. It would be in your best interest and the competitor's best interest and the booking's best interest to confirm with each competitor, hey, good to go? Like you've caught your breath? You know, you've done your little air punches or something? Okay. Okay. I would have. I would have let the man do it, but... (laughs) Uh, But you know what? This is a gauntlet match. He didn't want to waste too much of our time. He just wants to get this thing rolling. So let's get the next guy out. Rey Mysterio is taking on Shinsuke Nakamura. And these two got to have an actual match here. It was pretty nice. Uh, Can't really recall them being in the ring together too often. So this was a fun little mishmash. Nakamura is just hitting some heavy kicks. Goes for a big power bomb. Rey reverses it. Uh, Sends Nakamura into the ropes. He hits the 619, goes to follow with the frog splash, but Nakamura gets his knees up, blocks it, and then transitions into an arm bar, which uh, forces Ray to tap out. So a bit of a, don't see too many submission wins for some Nakamura. That was cool. Yeah, not too many. I didn't even know that he kind of had a submission in him. <laughs> yeah, so that was nice. Uh, so Nakamura then takes on King Corbin, who comes out, just starts... Beating up everyone at ringside, including Dominic, who is still there with Ray. Uh, so they're all going back and forth. And then eventually Nakamura hits the Kinsasha, thankfully eliminating Corbin. Bye-bye, Baron uh, Corbin. Um, it's nice to see Dominic Mysterio without uh, whatever his sister's name is, though. Yeah, Leah. You know, it sort, it sort of seems like, you know, uh, that might be over. Fucking... We haven't seen Dominic wrestle in a long time. It's uh, kind of unfortunate. No. Yeah, because he, uh, yeah, hey, you know, he I, came in. He was the sh- the shooty winner for work of the year, of course. Uh, I was worked into believing that Dominic Mysterio would become a professional wrestler <laughs> and then be, you know, actually get matches. I was worked, baby. I can yeah. admit it. I can admit it. Hey, and I didn't say it on the air, but he was probably my third runner-up for rookie of the year. Hey, which but. is it? Which is crazy too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I feel like uh, Pat McAfee is more relevant than Dominic Mysterio <laughs> Currently, yeah, is. for sure. Yeah. He may have invented a pay-per-view, that Pat McAfee. Exactly. exactly. Uh, but let's go Nakamura taking on the next entrant, Daniel Bryan. So these two, this was nice. They got to have a good little technical wrestling match here. Lots of submissions. Uh, Bryan's on a roll. He's hitting, running kicks into the corner. When Nakamura just counters with a big Kinsasha, picks up another pinfall, eliminating Daniel Bryan. But is that the end? We're not sure, because Bryan goes over, shakes Nakamura's hand, and then Roman Reigns' music hits. Bam, bam, Woof, woof. The big dog's here. Uh, him and his tribe come out. And then Adam Pierce comes out with them. So, looks like he's going to compete. Uh, but before he even gets in the ring, Uso jumps in. Just starts beating the shit out of Nakamura. Rain joins him. Uh, they just both hit their finishing moves on him. So Nakamura's beat up. He's laid out. Pierce gets in the ring. And then Uso super kicks Pierce. And Rain says, ring the bell. Uh, so they do. And then Uso just drags the lifeless Pierce on top of Nakamura. Ref counts the three. So Adam Pierce has won the gauntlet match and gets the universal title shot at Royal Rumble. This is huge. This is huge. This is, uh, there were a lot of fun storylines kind of along the way, too. I think uh, this may have accomplished two things. Um, 
uh, Adam Pierce, or you know, rather Roman Reigns being occupied at the Royal Rumble, and I don't want to jinx it, but did we just turn Shinsuke Nakamura? <laughs> I think we might have uh, that dude, handshake. Is there a chance that we will get OG Shinsuke theme song next <laughs> week? I mean, that's all we have to wait until SmackDown. If we next time we see him on SmackDown, if he comes out to OG Shinsuke, uh, I'll be singing from my couch. I'll be yeah. singing. I'll open the windows and just sing out to anyone who wants to hear it. Yeah. Wow. That's all I got. That's all I got. That's all I got. That was, that was my. That was my biggest takeaway from this match. And I think the Pierce thing. At least I hope it's uh, legit. I hope it's not kind of you know a weird filler of a storyline until. Uh until, well, we f- until we find an actual Roman Reigns thing, I think this could be great. You know, it's the biggest possible underdog type situation. Let's go for it. Yeah. Well, uh, either way, I think it has to be a filler feud. But of course, of course, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, we either Kevin either Kevin Owens loses again. I don't want Shinsuke to have a great gauntlet and then lose. No, this might be the best situation. Yeah, no, I'm fine with it, and uh, you know, Adam Pierce is a wrestler, or at least former wrestler. He knows what he's doing, so could five, be interesting. What did they say? Five-time NWA champion? Yeah, five-time NWA. I think he might have like one of the longest reigns there. That is that's more than uh, no, that's is that le- that's less than Ric Flair. Uh, I can't remember what his breakdown. Uh, neither can was. I. I feel like it's like seven. Yeah, he probably had a bit less, but yeah. But either way, either way, an accomplished professional athlete, nonetheless. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, either way, I'm looking forward. It should be cool just to see, you know. I don't know. I remember exactly how long he's been uh, out of the ring, but I'm sure we'll get some nice surprises with him. And it's exciting to see, yeah, just somebody new, somebody you've never seen wrestle before. It was that Pat McAfee appeal of, like, I have no clue what's going to happen. Let's fucking watch this. And Roman Reigns is doing some of the best work in his life, so let's fucking watch this. Yeah. All right. And that was the SmackDown. Another fantastic show and what's, yeah, this truly, this string of uh, SmackDown has just been off, off the charts, I gotta say. Friday's, Friday's over. over. It's time uh, that we move on over to, uh, well, let's not even say it. Let's just say, let's just call it the red brand. Let's get The Red Show. Big Red. Big it's Red. The Red Show. It's the Red, uh, Red Show. Well, uh, <laughs> we kick off with a bit of a rare appearance these days from Triple H, who comes down to cut a promo. But And this is the first sign. As a professional wrestling fan, um, kind of currently, you know, 2000 or dare I say like 2019 and beyond, you know if Triple H is coming out, Something's not right. Uh, something, something, something's up. Something is up. He doesn't just show <laughs> up unless something's had to happen. Yeah, we got something to settle. Uh, but before he can really say anything, Randy Orton comes out to interrupt, and uh, he says he was supposed to have a big match tonight facing Drew McIntyre, but that's not going to happen because uh, Drew announced that he tested positive for COVID nineteen. So he's going to be out for a few weeks, I guess. But he says he's mostly feeling fine. But uh, Orton asks Triple H if he's going to do what's right and make him number 30 in the Raw Rumble. Or will you simply hand me the WWE title? 
But Triple H says the only way you're getting a shot is if you win the Rumble. So Orton says, you came here to say something, just say it. Uh, so Triple H is like, yeah, yeah, I'm proud of you. Uh, proud of the year you had and having the balls to drop the match and light the fiend on fire because I would have done the same. But then seeing you insult the legends and taking their pride away and all it did was solidify in my mind that Randy Orton is nothing but a no good prick. Prick. A prick? Wow, you you never that's get a, a you never get a pee bomb. No, that's a that's an interesting uh, swear word. It's definitely edgy, but it's not really that bad. But you don't hear it very often. You do, really don't hear it too often because it, it it can also have that you know anatomical meaning. <laughs> yeah, um, like it doesn't. Yeah, it's weird. It seems like it's. Like, if someone said that, like a kid said that, you'd be like, whoa. Exactly. If a kid <laughs> called another kid a prick, the teacher would be like, hey, go to the office. Like, that's definitely a bad word for you to have said. Yeah. But, like, if you're talking about somebody, like, oh, that guy's a prick. Yeah. No one's that. really going to stop you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, Orton comes back. He gives him some some insults of his own. And he wants to know him if the game's still in there. He wants a fight tonight. But Triple H says he's smart enough to know that. When someone wants something, you don't give them the satisfaction. There's no benefit to it. So he goes to leave, and then Orton says, oh, Stephanie's not here. I guess you can't retrieve your balls from her purse. So Hunter gets back in the ring, nails him with a right hand, and Orton leaves, and he just like, ha-ha. I guess that means yes. We'll yeah, see. this is, uh, I wonder, this must have been something they planned super late, kind of in the in the writing of it all. I wonder when the Drew McIntyre news actually became, you know, when they became aware of it, because there's a chance it's fucking happened that morning. Yeah, very well could. Or, uh, I think I heard it was Sunday, they tested him the day before the Raw. Oh, okay, so on so, Sunday got the news, but then, you know, probably would have. Or maybe got the news Monday morning, they tested Exactly, yeah, something and like then that. it was, yeah, you so. know, and then we kind of had to go into overdrive to, uh, to um you know I mean, the main been, event i mean these guys what they've been feuding for two decades now uh it's just <laughs> it, 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 it will keep being what it is yeah and yeah. you know triple h the promise of him maybe wrestling on raw is something to keep people around yeah uh but let's go to woman's action charlotte flair taking on lacey evans and flair still upset about lacey flirting with her father last week uh you know they're having a nice little match lacey gets dumped to the floor when Ric Flair's music hits, and the old man just comes strutting down the ramp, smiling, to watch at ringside. But Charlotte's not smiling. She's pissed off. and Takes it on on Lacey, eventually hits the natural selection. She goes for the cover, but dirty old, dirty old Rick grabs Lacey's foot, puts it on the rope to break up the pin. Screwing his own daughter. Which doesn't sound right, but... <laughs> the, <laughs> the daughter screwdrub. <laughs> so she yells at him some more, and then she goes. Charlotte goes to suplex Lacey back into the ring. But then Rick grabs Charlotte by the foot, trips her down. Uh, so Lacey falls right on top of her, and Rick continues to hold down Charlotte's leg. The ref makes a three count. Big win for Lacey Evans, but big assist to Ric Flair. Um, one thing I love about this, one thing I love about Monday Night Raw, one thing, and Mike, you, one thing I, you know I love about Charlotte, is Charlotte's the only person who can be treated better than the champion of the thing that they want. Well, we haven't seen Asuka in, like, weeks now. It seems like it's been, like, three weeks now, but that's exactly so right. If Asuka's the Raw Women's Champion and Charlotte's being treated, uh, like the queen that she is. Isn't, uh... <laughs> And they're also the tag champs. I 
forgot about it because they didn't even have the title. Yeah, they didn't even wear the belts uh, when they came out. I guess the last time we would have seen Asuka would have been that night, possibly. Maybe it was like the Raw after that pay-per-view. I have a small suspicion without warrant that maybe she has COVID as well. Yeah, and and we were saying that all summer, too. There would be like we would get four weeks straight of Apollo Crews and then nothing. And you're like, okay, so that's probably where he is. (laughs) I mean, we've had a couple guys. uh, Nick Jackson, Chris Jericho both came out, said they had it for like a month and didn't exactly. really notice too much they just well, kind of you know. and, and what it seems like what especially with the drew mcintyre case in particular is that this is the first instance where they said it before yeah, slash just, while it's happening you yeah. took chris jericho off tv for two weeks nobody thinks about it uh mm-hmm. or matt jackson was the same way or even a lot of those people who we kind of lost for small chunks of time in the summertime uh never yeah. heard caleb braxton <laughs> people like that yeah, exactly, exactly, you know, and you kind of fill them in, don't even think about it, don't even mention it. Uh, so that could be a good reason why they don't have the uh, this, those titles with them. Um, it does beg the question for me, though, why, is it only because Drew was the WWE champion that they had to make a statement? Like, is that why? Because- I guess so, because it's like the build to Royal Rumble, and if he's not going to be there the next two weeks, it'd be kind of weird. Certainly, you know, I think it would actually be... I mean, they could have... Yeah. I think well, I I well, what I was about to say is like I think it's a great move just on WWE's point of view, taking your biggest star, holding your biggest belt, and having him say the real thing that uh, you know people down there in Florida and the United States are fairly decisive over or divisive over rather. Uh, yeah. it, it was just it was the smart move. No, it's it's good to yeah at least know that uh, Vince McMahon's not a COVID denier. Exactly. At least, at least whoever's whoever's in. Oh yeah, maybe it's Chris Dunn. (laughs) Maybe he's the one who, uh, or Kevin Dunn. Sorry. Um, uh, But yeah, going forward, Ric Flair, Lacey Evans, it's right there. Charlotte Flair is also right there. I'm just curious how uh, how close to Sugar Daddy we get to before the 2021 (laughs) woke audience has had enough. Well, I think afterwards we see Rick and Lacey, they're uh, leaving together backstage. Lacey says she's going to, she thinks she'll change at the hotel. So and I mean, at the, uh, and Mike, I mean, you know, being the professional written, uh, professional wrestling encyclopedia that you are, I'm sure you could recall previous times in which a, a sugar person angle uh, was included. And <laughs> this could probably be no different, but it's fresh and it's new. Yeah, it gives something for Lacey to do, so I'm okay with it for now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then we go, Jeff Hardy is taking on Elias. But uh, Elias announces he can't compete, so we're actually getting Jackson Riker versus Jeff Hardy. Uh, So Riker comes out strong. Hardy counters. Uh, Hardy hits a twist of fate, but the dumb Riker botches it. He turns like it's a neckbreaker. How do you botch a twist of fate? Yeah, it's like it's you're Jeff in Hardy the ring with the guy who does this move. Yeah, you get him off grew up TV. Watching him. It's because he was he because he was all tuckered out from uh from his, from, from hanging out with the Capitol. the Capitol last from week. Yeah, the Capitol there we last said week. it. He was there. There we uh-huh. said it. Get off my get off my TV. <laughs> yeah, uh, unfortunately, he gets the win here with a little cheap roll up. But uh, right after Hardy's pissed off because Elias caused it and says, "Hey." Let's have the match. So we get Hardy and Elias. Hardy hits the proper twist of fate. Swanton Bomb gets the win. Thank so, God. Yeah. They're still feuding, though. I don't know. They should have ended it at the uh, symphony match. 
destruction match. The old, the old annual symphony of destruction. Like that's the match. blowout. How can you top that? Once you break all the instruments, then what's next? Yeah, then what's next? Are they gonna do with the guitar on the pole? We've already had that. Yeah, I mean, I know <laughs> we we need something else like the pick on the pole. <laughs> yeah, who was it? Wasn't it? Who was it that used the picks like a Wolverine claw? Was it Hardy? Oh, I remember that. I don't remember that who was, though. I I do put remember them between that. his fingers and he started punching. Uh, yeah. I remember. Anyway, so let's move on. Tag team action. Sheamus and Keith Lee taking on Miz and Morrison. Um, match is going fine until Morrison's in the corner. And Keith Lee pounces him so hard, the top turnbuckle post just breaks right off. Uh, so Lee and Sheamus, they just laugh. We got to go to commercial. We got to go to commercial. <laughs> the, the rope's falling off. This is fantastic. Yeah, it was a fun little visual. You know, a lot easier to fix than when they break the whole ring. So... Uh, the ring crew, they get that thing popped back on during commercial, and we get right back to it. Uh, Keith Lee's in control. He's ready to hit his spirit bomb when Sheamus tags himself in, hits the broke kick, steals the pin, but they both get the win, so they're they're all good. They hug. They celebrate. Yeah, this was fan—this was—I uh, loved this— I love the ring falling apart. That's it's yeah. fun when it happens. It never happens, and we've seen the Braun Strowman ring fall apart twice now, where yeah. he's just like, "Oh, he's so big, he can do this." Where this, <laughs> this is one of the most. No, Keith Lee is so athletic; he's able to break it in this way. Uh, yeah, cool. I loved, I loved the look on his face. Um, I think it's work. I think it was, it was planned. I think but it was planned, it, but it was, it was executed so well. much fun. Yeah, it was executed yeah. perfectly. Because like the way they laughed made you think maybe, maybe that was real. Because they and, were laughing and, pretty and, good. And you see it if you're ever watching indie highlights, and it doesn't happen all the time, but it, it happens in in wrestling. Yeah. I mean, Sometimes happened... one of the ropes break. There's a match. It's one of those, one of those flippity flops between uh, Ricochet and Will Ospreay that you can find dozens of online, and uh, the ropes break like halfway through uh, after they both do kind of their little bounce offs into flips. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm sure I'm sure you've seen it before. It's uh, and then you just got to fucking deal with it. Like it's fun. It's shit. This is shit that happens. Yeah. No. There's been some. Uh... There's been some legendary accidental rope breaks. That's exactly Yokozuna. it. Do you remember Yokozuna, the big man? The big man? What happened big to him? Sumo. I remember one time he was going to do his bonsai drop, and then the rope just broke. And then I remember there was urban legends after because he disappeared for a while. People said he was so depressed about his weight because he broke <laughs> the rope. But I think it was just cool kids. Now, there, now, there's, your, uh, now there's your front page. Sumo wrestler... Depressed Breaks by rope. weight. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, I, I also got to give a top rope. It didn't break, but uh, Enzo Amore's neck snapping between the bottom and the uh, oh, the yeah. apron. That was, that was a good one. That was a good one. Ah, uh, yeah. There was also one other. Shawn Michaels. So Let's keep going. How many do we got? Because <laughs> this one's one funny. Because it was like a. It's like a, it never happened. Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. They were known as the Rockers tag team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they faced the Heart Foundation, and the rope broke in the middle of the match. So they couldn't do a bunch of spots they planned, but the Rockers won the belts. Uh, but then they never aired the match because it the rope broke and they just retconned the whole thing. Title change never happened. Even though people were there, they saw it. There's pictures. They just really? erased the whole title. And the Rockers never wanted as a tag team. So they erased the whole thing from history because of a rope break. Why is that? It just because it, it looked embarrassing? I guess the rest or? of the match were like, well, shit, we can't really do anything. They were like supposed to like run the ropes and do high flying and... Oh, okay. I guess so the rest was... of the match was just like mat based. I don't know. Either I mean, way, Vince... I mean, I mean that is a good. I understand. 
And it was back in the days, long before the internet, where you could actually just erase it. Only the people that were there would know. And then, yeah. And the dirt sheets. And then, and then Vince McMahon <laughs> just kind of gives them a little bit of hush money. Nobody yeah. says anything. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but anyways, those were some fun stories. Uh, we go backstage where Triple H cuts a promo and says he will accept Orton's challenge for later. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then we cut back to the ring once again where where things were just happy moments ago. that They've broken down. Keith Lee and Sheamus, they went from celebrating to shoving to now having a match. So... Uh, <laughs> And this this made sense to me one because Sheamus has been on kind of heel verge yeah, territory for a little while line. now, and yeah. even that match kind of with him and uh, Keith Lee, you're just kind of like what, what? what? <laughs> yeah, so uh, they just have a nice quick heavy hitting match. Uh, they go back and forth until Lee hits a big spirit bomb, gets the win, and then they hug one more time. So friends so again. I still Who knows? don't get it. I still don't get it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> At least, hey, uh, Keith Lee, though, for the past few weeks is finally having matches, winning matches, looking good. Yeah, finally <laughs> doing interesting things, breaking the ring, uh, and earning himself uh, a championship opportunity. Uh, is that, is that, was that what he was for? No, he had that already. Remember he oh, lost. okay. Sorry, I wasn't sure. Sorry, I thought this Seamus Keith Lee had something at stake, but no, it was yeah. right. Okay, my bad. Uh, anyways, we do get another video message from Drew McIntyre where he responds to Goldberg's challenge and says everything that you said last week was wrong, but uh, out of respect for you, I don't want to accept your challenge. You're 20 years older than me, but uh, then my opinion changed when you put your hands on me, so I'm going to teach you a lesson in respect. He accepts the challenge. How Royal Rumble? You're next. There's a good. Uh, I saw a funny little photo on um, online. It was uh, Drew McIntyre with the quote, "Like fight wrestling, you is gonna be like, or fighting you is gonna be like fighting my dad." And then the panel beside it was, I guess, from you know one of those WWE <laughs> Network documentary, and it was actually Drew McIntyre's father. And yeah. uh, besides, <laughs> like the sheer, he looks like him. Besides the sheer size, like Gold Bill Goldberg has more mass than most people. So besides the mass, they're both like bald white yeah, men bald to with, the grain, white beards, with, with uh, beard, yeah, with white beards, with white facial goatee. hair. And it's like, oh, it, it makes a good point. Well, it's that's pretty funny. It was funny. I did see that picture as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then we go back to the ring. Xavier Woods taking on Tweet Bar, the champ tweet of the bar. week. Tweet, 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 tweet. Uh, Xavier, though, singles action, because apparently Kofi got hurt, legit. Uh, I forget. Who did they fight? Doesn't matter. Kofi's it out. Was, uh, yeah, it was Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods, uh, on his own. So, he puts up a good fight, but the rest of Retribution out there causing shit. So, T-Bar hits that finisher that was in the news this week. The eyes wide shut, he calls it. Gets the win. So, Retribution killing it lately. <laughs> They're all winning. Retribution killing it lately. This is like um, a month and a half straight of finally they've been winning. Now, uh, I, I don't know if you, I'm sure you've been checking out clips of uh, Mustafa Ali on uh, Raw Talk. Yeah, he's been. Uh, he's been crushing it stable. too. And um, I don't know if you saw what he had to say after last week's uh, Legends Night. 
when uh, he pretty much goes where on. Where there was no retribution on the show. Where there was no retribution on the show. He pretty much goes on, he just goes off about my exact sentiments uh, towards things like Raw Legends Night, um, which just identifies with me very well, which I'm quite happy about, right? Um, but it's really funny because he's on the panel with. I guess Charlie Caruso and uh, our truth, <laughs> and they don't know what to say, and it's so funny to see the awkwardness of Mustafa Ali saying exactly this: Why are we bringing back a dude to say "Oh, brother" for the twenty thousandth time for a cheap <laughs> pop when there's all this talent backstage? He says those exact words. He says "cheap pop" and "Oh, brother" for the twenty thousandth time, <laughs> and then the camera kind of like then cuts because so it's just on Mustafa Ali, and then it cuts to Charlie Truth and Lee. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, Mustafa Ali, and it's just the look on your face of panic. <laughs> you do, imagine you don't know what to say because saying the wrong thing might get you fired. I don't know, like that look. You know the look. You and it's a shoot, se- and you've seen it before because it's a bloody shoot. It's a shoot, brother. That's what. Uh, that's what's fun about it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Raw talked, uh, talking smack. They both. Do they still do? Yeah, they still do talking smack. Yeah, I think they still do. They brought it back. Yeah. Uh yeah, they're fun. Retribution. Like I said, they've been doing much better lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we got a championship match. United States title on the line. Bobby Lashley defending against Riddle. Uh, but Lashley cheap shots Riddle before the bell can even ring. Gets the advantage. Uh, beats Riddle down so bad he busts his mouth open. He's bleeding from the lip. These MMA fighters, they're crazy. But uh, Riddle fights back. Hits a big floating bro to the floor. But soon after, Lashley catches him with the hurt lock. Gets a submission win. But uh, Riddle's pissed, challenges MVP after. So we just jump right into that. Uh, Much like the Hardy thing from earlier. Riddle versus MVP. MVP wasn't ready. He has to wrestle in his damn suit. So uh, (laughs) Riddle Riddle makes quick work of him, hits the floating bro. But uh, before he can pin, Lashley spears him. So there's a DQ. But then they just both beat down Riddle some more. Yes, uh, we were saying a few weeks ago, maybe we were saying that uh, kind of Riddle and Bobby Lashley was the next thing, maybe for something on the Royal Rumble. Yeah, if they want to do a rematch for the title. We've been doing this for like months, though. Uh, Bobby Lashley looks super strong. And anybody he fights doesn't. And (laughs) I wonder if Matt Riddle had to be the one to look really weak. Uh, at the end of all this, you know, just because uh, I don't feel like Lashley's going anywhere with his belt anytime soon. Well, yeah, I don't know, because I feel like eventually they're going to want to have Lashley fight Drew again, build up Lashley. And I don't know if he needs to drop the U.S. title before that or I don't know what they want to do. And I certainly wonder with the lack of Oscar, with the lack of Drew, uh, you know, if there are there could be a whole fuck hand, fucking handload of people who are uh, not who won't be performing for the next 14 days. Yeah, I mean, maybe that is why we had two guys on this show wrestle two matches in a row, just to kind of... Yeah, that could be it. Yeah, maybe the roster was thinned out. I don't know. But uh, we go backstage, AJ Styles talking to Adam Pearce when uh, Drew Gulak appears and says, I'm announcing myself, my entrance into the Royal Rumble. But Pearce says, nah, you can't do that. A guy like AJ can. He's a two-time WWE champ. But you, you got to earn your way, Gulak. So Gulak takes on AJ Styles, and you know they have a fun match. These two got some, uh, yeah, lots of good wrestling ability. But uh, Gulak, he gets thrown to the floor, 
He gets scared by the sheer size of Omos. Omos. I can't remember anymore. I can never say it right. I feel like they say it different every week. They change their mind. <laughs> uh, anyways, the big man, he uh, scares Gulak, who runs right into AJ with the phenomenal forearm, gets the win. I think it's because I always want to throw an L in there, like almost, but it's almost al- like, yeah, I yeah. think that's where I get confused. I always want to say it with an L. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But uh, I remember they called him Jordan for like a week. Jordan almost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we get Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler taking on the sexy muscle friends. Uh, match was fine, but the feud's not doing much for me. Much like the team of Nia and Shayna still sticking together. You know, we thought they'd break up after they lost the titles, but I don't know. They're getting wins here still. Baszler taps out Mandy Rose with the Kirafuda clutch. So, well, and and I start to wonder myself because we've also been saying this for months. Like, apparently, well, I think we all know the reason why. But Nia Jax has to be on television. She can't not be kind of currently involved working on a program or whatever. And I feel as though without Shayna. She falters and falls down, at least with somebody with Shayna Baszler's in-ring ability. Nia Jax can at least be dumb or like piece of shit heel (laughs) and kind of have Shayna Baszler do the rest of the work. But you're right. This is a fucking D. If this was a school, if this was school, (laughs) this is a D. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's just move along then to the main event. Because we're allegedly getting uh, Triple H taking on Randy Orton. And they both come down. I don't think there was a referee. It was just a fight, right? Yeah, they didn't necessarily mention that it was like unsanctioned or anything like that. But yeah, eh, who knows? Doesn't matter. They come out. They're just slugging it out. Uh, Triple H throws Orton into the steel steps so hard he cuts Orton's cheek open. Yeah. Yeah, it was so, a little bit of a strike a blood. there. Uh, so Triple H is in control. He's beating him up. He grabs his patented sledgehammer, and he's ready to hit Randy with it, but the lights start to shut down. And then Hunter's sledgehammer just engulfs in flames. Uh, the lights turn pink. The Firefly Funhouse music plays. Triple H is gone. Bliss is now in the ring. Uh, then Alexa raises her hand and shoots a fireball right into Orton's face. He's blinded. He's screaming in pain as we go off the air. But a uh, nice little fireball effect. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. It was nice to see Hunter show up in his, uh, you know, because we have, like, suit. Hunter. <laughs> yeah, the three levels of Hunter. The three, yeah, the three levels of Hunter Hurst Helmsley. It was nice that we were we at got level, level two. two. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love that, and you know it's never going to go too far with level two. Um, yeah, you're not going to get decisive, but uh, that fireball that was cool. Alexa has superpowers; it's official. Alexa has superpowers; it's official. Uh, nobody has let the fiend in. Um, Triple H's hammer on fire was a fun thing. Um, all of it, yeah. It's still I, I'm still kind of I'm still a bit bugged, bummed. That the Legends Night didn't kind of care through the story like I think it should have. Uh, you know, Triple H, probably a guy in place right now because there's probably a lot. There could be a lot of people who are unable to attend. Because um, yeah, Alexa Bliss was set on. We still haven't. We still haven't. We still haven't really, really nailed down the fact that Alexa Bliss laid down in the middle of the ring, covered herself with gasoline. <laughs> we still haven't quite addressed that. No, Orton said he didn't light her on fire. 
Oh yeah, but he was he was like, "Oh my goodness." He's God. like, "Oh, I couldn't do it. I yeah, couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I I I couldn't do it. I could beat up a bunch of 70-year-olds, but I just <laughs> couldn't I couldn't light this young woman on fire." Yeah, well, we're going to have to see where this whole fiend stuff goes back in, whether that means, you know, is the fiend going to pop back at the rumble? Uh, it certainly seems like he's not in the main Super event. Super fiend. <laughs> it does. It certainly doesn't seem like he's feel like he's in the main event scene right now. Like he's still not hovering around that WWE Championship. I don't think. But I think him and Randy also aren't done yet. No, he's got to do one. He's got to kill Randy back. Is uh is the Fiend gonna do uh like a little Mick Foley thing at the Rumble? <laughs> uh maybe come out as both. You know, we get a uh, we get a uh, rocking chair, New Orleans Bray Wyatt, and then we get a uh, you know kind of Wyatt family leader Bray Wyatt, and then we get Funhouse Bray Wyatt, and then finally the Fiend. He can outdo <laughs> outdo Mick Foley by one by one persona. Uh we'll see. I don't know if he'll do that much. I don't mm. know. I don't know if I could see the Fiend. Being in the Royal Rumble, yeah, I don't necessarily see him fitting in that same way, uh, unless it was so they could have all of his different characters, and like he just keeps fucking with Randy Orton, or he like keeps eliminating himself or something, you know, like blackout, then back up, and then he's gone, and then next entrant, fucking next next Bray Wyatt character. I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not sure. Uh, we, still have, we still have a couple weeks until the Rumble really uh, yeah. s- comes in. We haven't had a buried alive match in a while. They could go there. Oh, that would be fun. But see, what I'm worried about Randy with all this stuff is that he's going to have to start wearing more clothes. You know, like, <laughs> n- nobody nobody is... Bi- you don't want to be buried alive in little wrestling trunks. You want to be buried in live in, like, a jeans. <laughs> Something that's a little dirt. In your best suit, Rand, man. <laughs> Come on, you're in your best uh, sleeveless hoodie. Sunday gear. <laughs> uh, that was it, though. But that was raw. That was the. Uh, that was all. The you main said the name. Business. No. No. I said it. I said it. Oh God. The listeners know what we're talking about now. Yeah. That was the whole first half of the show. That was the hurtful uh, main roster, and that leads us into our break time. Yeah, let's take a break. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back because, of course, the Wednesday Night War. We're kicking off this dusty classic road tourney. Uh, <laughs> and, of Cup. course, lots of fun stuff on AEW, so stick around. We're back here on the show, part two of the podcast. Usually the Wednesday Night War kind of chunk. Who's winning that war, by the way? I haven't checked the uh, the official figures or statistics. Uh, Ratings-wise, I'm pretty sure Dynamite wins most weeks. I like, um, for those, you know, if you search Wednesday Night Wars, then you go on to the, uh, you know, the, the, the Wikipedia page. It very nicely uh, colors it all for you so you don't have to sit there counting like one two three. You, you can just see <laughs> you just see chunks of orange followed by little slivers of yellow with the occasional green <laughs> what's the green tie <laughs> oh yeah i remember there was like two ties there yeah like, you know a couple ties or whatever it might be but yeah it's all <laughs> it's, it doesn't it's not it doesn't fucking mean anything anyways right doesn't mean anything <laughs> right what do ratings matter 
That's exactly. Well, I mean, uh, what is uh, what do they matter? I'm gonna say they matter for uh, like TV, (laughs) like deals, TV deals. No, I know. (laughs) Uh, But to us, the audience, the viewer at home, uh, for the most part, it doesn't matter. Ratings. I mean, sometimes it's audience numbers. Sometimes it's match ratings, which leads us right into. uh, We're gonna have a little shootout. So I want to briefly shoot. This is unscripted. I'm just going to bring up a topic real quick, and I'm going to shoot on it, and you can jump in if you want. Ooh, baby, uh, I like this. <laughs> I like this. The song will be Pew. like, uh, you know, like the bullets hitting like tin cans. Like, yeah. Pew. We don't have, uh, there's no song prepared, but yeah, if you want to add that, a bullet sound effect. That'll be the song. Pew. That'll be the song. Uh, got it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, what's got the topic? What's got the, the shoot meter running this week? Uh, well, not even the shoot meter, but uh, after last week's Dynamite, it, you know, it was a pretty good show. Uh, but overall, it was some. Uh, anyways, what came out of it? I found out the main event Kenny Omega, Ray Phoenix for the AEW world title. Mr. Dave Meltzer decided to give this a five star review, which, uh, you know, I watched the match. It was a good match. Uh, five stars? I don't know. But uh, the reason I have a problem with this is because in the WWE main roster, it's been nine years, nine and a half years since he has given a single match of five-star rating. That was CM Punk versus John Cena. But if you're telling me that in the nine years since then, the hundreds of matches we've seen on TV and pay-per-view, there's not been a single one better than that 15-minute Omega Phoenix match. Come on. That's a little crazy. Uh, Meltzer, I respect your opinion. I respect your journalism, but you're showing a little bit of bias there. Uh, I could think of like half a dozen matches from this year that were better. The Royal Rumble 2020 match was better. Sami Zayn, Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, Triple Threat. I don't know. These are all just opinions, but uh, it got me to shoot because this guy's just throwing out the five stars like candy and other promotions. You know what I mean? I know exactly. I know exactly what you mean, Mike. You, uh, I think I approached you with one fact, and you approached me with another fact, and I, you're exactly <laughs> right. So I'm looking at. So I, 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 he doesn't rate every single match. I really don't. No. I really don't know what his qualification is. I think if it's pay per views, he does, but weekly TV. It's when it comes to weekly of, TV, it's just sort of he. You know, if kind he of hears pick, about a big match, he'll rate it. Exactly. Pick as you go, right? Uh, um, last week's uh, Santos Escobar and Grand Metalik, he rated that one. Uh, of course, and you know, last week's Finn Balor, Kyle O'Reilly, Drew, Keith Lee from the week prior. Um, so kind of like, you know, it's the select big matches which you think are going to make a splash, mm-hmm. right? It just comes down to either I don't know what he's looking for. <laughs> or I don't think he. Uh, okay, uh, okay. Or I think I know what I think he's looking for, and really all I can kind of peg this on. Because you're right, Mike. You are exactly right. We have seen high quality matches all over the place in WWE. Things that you think would have. Or in nine me. years, not one match. In nine years, not one match. Are you was telling me? Was better than that fifteen minute TV are match. Are you telling me Dean Ambrose and AJ Styles TLC wasn't better than what we just saw until? Are you telling? Hey, Horace, if you don't tell me that, yeah, I have no idea why. But my biggest, I think, all it would have to be would be he's paying too much attention to in ring storytelling, or he's not telling enough 
paying enough but there attention. Was a, I don't even think there was that much story. It was Phoenix Omega. It was a good match. What was ex- the story? Exactly. Uh, it, <laughs> Uso and Reigns, that had tons of story. I try to come up with a reason as to, you know, why why he will do something yeah. well it was. It's not even the fact that he gave that match five stars. It's all the other matches that he didn't give five stars by comparison. Well, yeah. Uh, no, that is exactly right. Um, Keith, Lee, Keith Lee and Drew was three and a half. Yeah, Finn, I mean that. Finn Kyle, even, Finn Kyle got four. See, do you think that? I don't think that match was one whole star less than Omega versus Phoenix. I would have put that's them a both whole, about that's the same. A, four that's and a half. A whole I probably would star. <laughs> yeah. So that's all I'm saying. I think he leans a little too hard one way, uh, but I still respect the man incredibly. His his journalism, his experience. What but he what Dave, he did for the business. Yeah, you're a right leaning uncle, Dave. That's what you are. Yeah, or he. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he. he <laughs> I know what you're saying. It's it's almost like when you think of uh, reporting, it should be unbiased, and uh, he must have something against. Well, I mean, like Vince McMahon tried to fucking end his career after the whole steroids thing, right? So I can certainly understand why he would hold bias towards Vince McMahon. Yeah, uh, I mean NXT, he's given plenty of five. But stars. that's honor. No that's problem. honor, baby. That's honor. I know, but I mean, that just goes to show. It's like it's it's obviously it's it's so. It's just WWE that suffers from this. I don't know. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It's one man's opinion versus mine. (laughs) No, but no, but you know, but you are uh, you are exactly right. Can't wait though. That first five star main roster WWE match um, will be huge. It'll change the world. I guess it has to. Whenever, uh, whenever, whenever it happens, right? And like you said, there are tons of people within the company that are able to that that are are able to put on a five star match. But it does beg the question, um, like, or like maybe I don't know. Did did Cody and Dustin ever go up against each other in WWE? Because that was uh, that was that was a five star. That was like the easiest five star match that you could fucking pick out. Just watch it, and it, you we all <laughs> unanimously agreed that's yeah. a five star match. Uh, take the the exact same people two years, three years out of WWE. What is it about those three years? Well, back then he was Stardust, so they wouldn't have let it happen. Right. So it's they, so <laughs> so it, so it's like we do we need the the context of booking behind kind of the reason going into it does that make I sense mean, of, yeah but uh like we i think you and i both said i think the royal rumble this year was perfectly booked perfectly and, booked and you know how does that not get five stars what more could you want you got the guy the winner got over you had great storytelling you had the surprise returns yeah, at, at that more. point, you just don't like the Royal Rumble. Like, what? What that Ro- <laughs> that Royal Rumble had everything the Royal uh, Rumble needs, uh, and it only got four and a quarter. <laughs> four and a quarter. Like, how much harder do you have to work to get those three quarters? I think four and a half is the closest WWE has gotten. I don't in the last nine years. In the last nine years, four yeah. four and a half, maybe. I mean, at the end of the day, like we said, this is just the shootout. We're just having fun shooting on a hot topic, uh, but. Wanted to get that off. Wanted Who do you think? Do you think, uh, Mike? Do you think I- I- that in like? I mean, when- I think I've already seen a bunch, and they just don't get the rating. <laughs> okay, but okay. Who 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 do you say right now? Maybe in the current direction of some of these programs, do you see a main roster five star match happening? Uh, in Daniel the Bryan versus Roman Reigns. Daniel Br- the- Daniel Roman. That's the one for the Universal Title at WrestleMania. 
think that's our Mania match. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan can be face or heel at a moment's notice. He'll be face for that match. Of course, right? And Roman Reigns <laughs> on this good path. You are exactly right. And that kind of combines... That combines like Daniel Bryan, who Meltzer likes, and then that storytelling, <laughs> the ultimate baby face. Storytelling, the, the ultimate baby face, Tribal Chief, which has been fantastic. Top heel, one of the top heels in the business. And uh, th- that's exactly right. That's exactly yeah. right. Who knows? Who knows? We'll save that for our other new segment, the fantasy book. We'll save that for <laughs> fantasy book 101. Well, it was nice to uh, it was nice to shoot out a little bit there, pew. Mike. Pew 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 yeah. pew. Uh, then let's get on to our Wednesday night war. You know, because um, uh, let's kick off with AEW. AEW, all elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. Because we are in our week two of New Year's Smash. Just want to get that. Smash. Yes. That not dash. Not bash. Not dash. Not bash. Not clash. It's a smash, baby. Of course, this is our week two. Um, we have this. Big old Darby Allen, Brian Cage main event uh, that we know we're getting. We're also even getting some women's action, but we're starting off uh, <laughs> AEW with believe it with uh, not tag team action. This was unbelievable. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Uh, Eddie Kingston taking on Pac. Uh, yeah, these guys been beefing for a while, you know. Uh, they kind of had their buddies at ringside. Butcher and Blade, Ali were there. Attacking pack behind the back of the ref whenever they could, but uh, yeah, nice little opening match here, back and forth until Pack eventually hits the black arrow, gets the big win. Uh, yeah, no Damn. one kicks out of that move, Bryce. Frank, and Bryce was right there though. He was I right was, there. I, know. I was like, worried. I was fuck. worried for a second. I'll never let it go. <laughs> uh, but let's uh, go right on to Chucky Taylor. Taking on Miro. Well, I think one thing, one thing before the end of that match. Sorry, before this next match, uh, at the end of the uh, at the end of the match, Lance Archer hits the ring. Oh, right, um, right. Yeah, and we do more. get a little stare down between Pack and Lance Archer. They're jawing at each other. Eddie Kingston there. Boy, if there's ever been a triple threat that you're stoked on, it's that triple yeah. threat right there. Hey, I'm down. Uh, yeah, that's right. He did come out. Uh, but then we did get Chuck Taylor taking on Miro. Nothing too crazy here. They've just been feuding. They took out Trent a few weeks ago, but uh, Miro gets a submission win with the game over. But uh, for me, he's still not over that much. Miro not being over. Yeah. Well, you know, he well I, I don't mean, know. I'm just, uh, this whole feud hasn't really done anything for me. Agreed. What I was going to say is um, that this was the first opportunity that I feel like he was like a dominant ass kicker. Uh, yeah, I mean, his in ring, he looked good. He, you know, and yeah, Chuck Ta- Chuck Taylor is pretty good at selling, which is pretty cool. Yeah, the, yeah. Ki- the Kip Sabian Orange Cassidy thing, you know, they're they're two guys of kind of like a similar uh, ability level. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this this one is weird, Miro, because of course we do. I guess we do have the wedding coming up at a uh, beach break. Beach break, which means we'll probably have some kind of bachelor party. Miro, best man, <laughs> he's in charge of the bachelor party. We'll have to see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I'm not. I won't hang up on him yet. But mm-hmm. the call's running late, Miro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the inner circle come out next to give us their New Year's resolutions. Uh, Jake Hager steps up first and says, "Championships, yeah." So uh, yeah, good, good, positive motivation. 
Uh, MJF steps up, says he'd like to just continue to strengthen the bonds between these men here in the ring. And also fat people, they got to go. <laughs> just had to know. Yeah, that was a good one. They all kind of, I love how they all like unanimously agreed. They're like, yeah, like, fat, yeah. fat people need to be gone. Yeah, fatties. You know? 2021, some people don't like the fat shaming, but I thought it was funny. I like Jake Hager's, He's a like Jake Hager's resolution of just uh, championships, championships. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's all he was saying. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's like all he can speak is in like Hulk smash type <laughs> of uh, language. Yeah. Then Ortiz steps up, talks about mastering some of his grandmother's recipes that I can't pronounce. Uh, Jericho resolves that this year Jericho and MJF are going to win the AEW tag titles. But then Santana says, whoa, hold up, Chris. You handpicked us to be the tag team in Inner Circle. So what are you trying to do here? But then Sammy Guevara jumps in and says, Chris, you're a little tag team slut. So, oh, that's messed up. But uh, Sammy says, we were the sex gods, but now I see you teaming up with everyone. And MJF tries to calm this all down and says, Sammy, or Sammy tells him to shut up. So the leader, Chris, just says, all right, all right. Much like Wardlow and Hager blew off some steam last week, I think we're going to have to do the same. So next week, we're going to have a three-way match to decide who will be the official tag team of Inner Circle. MJF and Chris Jericho versus Santana and Ortiz versus Sammy Hager. And then he kind of laughs at his little Sammy Hager joke. Sammy and Jake Hager. Poor Wardlow, though, gets left out. Yeah, I well, I was looking at this, and I was thinking that Wardlow Hager should be the fucking yeah. team. That's I thought it was leading to Sammy getting left out, and that was kind of the beginning of his, oh. That could be the beginning Sammy's of on the, way out. the end, yeah. the face push, whatever it yeah. might be. But it, Wardlow Hager, that would have been cool. It is damn time that Sertan Ortiz uh, take exception to... Stealing their tag thunder, you know. I mean, the part- yeah, they part- haven't really had Santana Ortiz the titles. Part- participants of my match of the year, my shooty winner. Um, <laughs> I think it is about damn time that the tag team be a tag team. They made all they made all the right points, right? Chris Jericho has been, you know, they it was the, the sex gods, and now it's Jericho MJF, and the, it was Jericho Hager before Hager, that. Yeah. Why not yeah. push the team that you brought in as a team? Yeah, and they have like they haven't really had much of any shots at the titles in the year that they've been here. So what good has it done them? Yeah, and they, this 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 uh, kind of has imp- implications for both the short and long term of the inner circle. So uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, but they're still family. So or yeah, MJF closes it out and says we're better than you, and we know it. And they all do the pose. Yeah, the middle finger. Uh, but then backstage, Alex Marvez interviews Dark Order. Who says everything they do from now on will be in Brody's honor, and uh, this whole the whole thing? They're pretty much baby faces now. Uh, yeah, who's gonna boo them? No one's no one's gonna boo. Uh, no one's gonna boo. You know the likes of Stu Grayson and Anna Jay and yeah. uh, and 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 the Mustard Boy. The hot dog man. That's right. You know him. His name is John Silver. He is the BTE champion. Um, you know, one of the most prestigious uh, belt in professional wrestling. Um, where this uh, this week we actually had our first, um, or rather, our, another number one contender match for uh, for that illustrious title. But this was no normal uh, number one contender match. No, it was a eliminator flip cup sponsored by White Claw. 
Uh, so the competitors, one by one, would line up and uh, and flip the cup. And the last to flip that cup uh, lost. In the competition, we had the likes of Alex Reynolds. We had Ricky Starks. We had Orange Cassidy. And uh, Brandon Cutler wanted to do it, but he doesn't drink. So apparently he wasn't allowed to participate, which I understand. <laughs> Um, it all. But they couldn't let him drink water. They wouldn't Poor let guy. him. They wouldn't let him drink water. It all came down. That seems to, a little uh, not. <laughs> he also fil- <laughs> he also films it, so I guess he's got to do it. But uh, it all came down to Alex Reynolds and Orange Cassidy, and uh, after after a a, a, a a clank on the bottom of the table, they chug back their drinks and they flip the cup. And what would you know? Upon further review of video replay, they flipped their cups at the exact same time. You couldn't even write a story better than this so we got to go to round two who to truly determine who the number one contender will be and after a hot fought flip alex reynolds is the number one contender for that championship and will actually be defended on aew dark i believe in a professional wrestling match so wow. look forward or don't and just wait for me to tell you <laughs> uh, about AEW Dark next week when we'll actually get a championship match. Um, but my money, if, if, I'm not a betting man, but I got to put money on uh, on the mustard boy himself. <laughs> well, we'll see. I mean, uh, up until now, all these things have been a shoot. Now they're gonna actually determine who wins the belt, right? Ah, uh, who knows? This is gonna unless be, they uh, just have an actual wrestling amateur wrestling match. <laughs> Olympic style. They could be, they could be, but that's all. That's all there is for. Uh, that's all there is for the BTE Championship this week. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. So that brings us back to the Dark Order Lounge, where at the very end they bring in Mr. Hangman Adam Page, pour some drinks, and they ask him, "Say, come on, Hangman, you gonna join us or what?" Uh, and they say they agree that he's gonna let them know after their six man tag last next week, whether he's in or out. Big ol' six-man tag. It's the negative uh, one birthday celebration match. Yeah. Is that what it's called? That's what That's it's called. Negative one's birthday is next week. Is Hangman going to join? We'll find out. Mm-hmm. But let's move on to Kenny Omega. It's supposed to be teaming up with the Young Bucks to take on the Varsity Blondes and Danny Limelight. But before the match, Don Callis is there and says, Hey, Bucks, you deserve your own entrance. So... Kenny comes out with Don, and Don gets on the mic and introduces the Good Brothers. So Gallows and Anderson come out, and they just steal the Young Bucks spot in this match. So, uh, yeah, that just leads to a fun little six-man tag action. Uh, Good Brothers hit the Magic Killer, get the win for them and Kenny. The Big Rig. The Big Rig, sorry. Yeah, they got it. Wait, no, wasn't that FTR's? Oh, yeah, that is FTR. Wrong one. Yeah. My bad. My bad. Similar. Similar moves. <laughs> it kind of looks the same. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so afterwards, I think Moxley comes out, tries to fight them off, but it's three on one. So Penta and Phoenix come out, and the whole locker room ends up clearing out. It's just chaos everywhere. Wow. This, I th- so I thought this would have been the opportunity for, amongst that chaos, have... You know, both Rich Swan and the Motor City Machine Guns show up amongst the chaos to truly target Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers. Didn't happen though. You know, it's sort yeah, of yeah. Isn't uh, that we're, uh, we're not, pay-per-view this weekend? It is this weekend. We are not quite clear on the agreements, you know, between AEW and Impact. <laughs> so it does seem a bit odd how. <clears throat> uh, yeah, it just seems like something that would have happened. But uh, yeah, I mean, the Good Brothers goes. were here. They so were here. Why yeah. with the other guys? It would yeah, seem Rich Swan. like it would stand, but. Hmm. That's a good point, but 
we'll see what happens on Saturday. Or I'm sure we'll at least see highlights. Mm -hmm. But uh, then we go over to a new set, at least new to Dynamite. Uh, Reba introduces us to the waiting room, which is Dr. Britt Baker's new talk show segment. So they got the little couch, the little backdrop set. Uh, she gives us an intro, brings out her guest, Cody Rhodes. And they light little sparklers for his entrance. And Britt says, there's your contractually obligated pyro. <laughs> and she just takes other little small jabs at Cody saying, congrats on the baby. They're going to have an action figure before I do. But who's counting? And she's laughing and says she's kidding. But no fake friends, just fake teeth. And then they bring out a surprise guest, Jade Cargill. So she just snatches the mic from Cody and says, nobody gives a damn if Brandy's pregnant. Me and Shaq are tired of waiting, so where's my damn opponent? She shoves Cody in the face. And then Red Velvet shows up, gets in her face, and they start shoving and slapping. Full-on cat fight. The woman in the audience, well, the wrestler's woman, they just start storming the stage. So uh, eventually, Brick Baker wraps things up by playing footage of her and Reba beating up Thunder Rosa. And then I think Rosa appears and cuts a promo on Baker, so... They're going to have a match at Beach Break. And Baker just yells, Tony, you said I didn't have to. Just yelling at Tony Khan. This was great. This uh, I loved the Ellen DeGeneres daily talk show feeling. Reba's <laughs> laugh yeah, was, uh, was a lot of fun. It's, it's, it, it is cool seeing way- <laughs> like uh, we will buy into something silly if it's done well and yeah. having like you know the little side stage and it looks like uh it, it looks like that shitty uh, that shitty barber that Shawn michael kicks somebody's head through <laughs> like it looks like that same that was kind a of, tag team i mentioned earlier the rockers the rockers exactly it looks like the exact Shawn michael rockers heel turn kind yeah. of, or you know it had that same kind of feeling that i'm weird we're okay with that it was fun. And Reba, too. I, when Cody came out, they, like, hugged him, and Reba just, like, wraps her leg around Cody and hugs him all. Like, now, did, I don't think Cody said a single word. Did he? Uh, I think, yeah, he would, like, go to talk, he would and then go she to would talk, cut him off. And then, she, yeah, one second, to, uh, and then she would go back, yeah. which was a lot of fun. It was fun. She played that condescending role perfectly. Yeah, Britt Baker's great at that. And we've been saying, you know, we're getting Thunder Rosa and uh, Britt Baker at Beach Break, which is fantastic. Uh, still yeah. wait, still waiting for Britt Baker to actually wrestle when when an opponent when an opponent is ready <laughs> is ready. Yeah, and for the title, so I don't know where she'd have been, folks. It seems too easy because it's like we can just put the belt on her and just have her be like the yeah. Bruno San Martino of of this very... division, and she just holds the belt for two thousand days until somebody's yeah. good enough to take it from her. You have two women's belts. Give her the other one if you don't want to. (laughs) This company has two belts. Like, why the hell do you have two women's belts of all? Anyways, uh, (laughs) let's go on to Jungle Boy, Marco Stunt, taking on FTR. Uh, Match was fine, but nothing on the line. I guess rankings, but Mm -hmm. uh, Tali interferes behind the rest back, shoves Marco into the ring post. And that's when we see the big rig from FTR. That's what it was. The big rig. Yeah, they used to call it something different. Uh, wasn't it the Shatter Machine? That's what it was. Uh, but then we do get that other women's title we mentioned, the NWA Women's Championship being defended by Serena Deeb versus Ty Conti. I always want to say Tay because it's spelled Tay. But, <laughs> it's but uh, yeah, anyways, nice little match. The standard women's 930 time slot, but they work hard. Uh, some good little mat wrestling 
Eventually, Serena hits the deep talks, a cool little finisher, and gets the win, retains her title. Um, Tay Conti did a great job, I think, in this. Uh, she looked. You I know, was rooting for her. I was like, hey. yeah, it looked bright, and we kind of know the sort of you know. Unfortunately, we we're aware of the 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 level of talent that exists in this division, and uh, who knows? Tay Conti could end up being one of the better ones. Yeah, no, I like this. I was hoping she'd win the title here, because why not? But uh, yeah, showing still on the outside of the Dark Order, but she'll be in sooner than later, right? Yeah, it, Anna it, and her it, it seems like, you know, if you're accompanying somebody on their entrance. Uh, yeah, she was out there for every entrance on the Brody show, I think. Exactly. Uh, but let's go on to the main event. We got the TNT title match, Darby Allen defending against Brian Cage. So... Huge size mismatch here, over 100 pounds to give. And uh, Cage shows that strength early on when he just presses Darby above his head and just fucking tosses him over the top rope all the way to the timekeeper's table, breaking through it onto the floor. That was crazy bump. <laughs> Big bump right away, and Darby comes up all bloody. Yeah, so he landed on his back, but uh, he had time to blade. So Lands on his back, his head's bleeding. <laughs> yeah, but who doesn't love a good little blood on a main event title match? So Cage just looking like a beast. He just, I think he picks up Darby in a suplex position and just walks him all the way up the steps back into the ring. Uh, so he's just pounding him, tossing him all over the ring, hitting these big power moves, multiple power bombs. One, he just throws him over the ropes onto the ramp, just flat back bump. Uh yeah, Darby getting his ass beat, but somehow he just keeps kicking out at one. So Cage then goes over. He moves the steel steps, which appear to be much heavier and more solid than WWE standard. I noticed there was like wood in the middle, just like reinforcing it. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Well, it's yeah. a lot of wood. Well, when Brian Cage is involved, you need to reinforce some stuff. Yeah. Well, I guess there's a reason because they, uh, yeah, they set these steps up beside the edge of the ring. Cage goes to slam Darby, but he fights back, kicks Cage, so he's hanging by the ropes, uh, and then Darby bites his hand, so he lets go, falls back onto the steel steps, but that's not all, because when he's laid out on the steps, Darby climbs the turnbuckle, hits a big coffin drop, so both men are on the floor, they're out, but uh, they manage to get back in time, beat the 10 count, so Darby does some more biting, he takes off his belt at one point and just ties Cage up. Uh, starts beating him up, and then they go back and forth, and uh, I think eventually Darby, he's got Cage lined up for another coffin drop. He goes up to the top, but then Taz's son, Hook, distracts the ref while Ricky Starks crotches Darby on the ropes, but then the lights go out. Sting appears. Sting, he just starts swinging with his bat, nails Starks, hits a couple of the other guys, uh, and then Cage climbs the top rope, picks Darby on his shoulders, but Darby reverses it with a crucifix bomb, gets the pin, three count, retains his title after a hard-fought match. This was great. Um, <clears throat> it was great that Darby Allen had a singles match. Uh, it sort of seems like, you know, since he's taken the title from Cody, he hasn't really had the opportunity because it's all just been marred and all this Team Taz nonsense. Uh, but it was nice to see Brian Cage take that big old destroyer. That was a lot of fun. Hell and yeah. um, Cage, Brian Cage continues to be this, like, unstoppable force uh, with incredible offense. And it's so cool to see big guys and little guys working together. Um, like, remember, remember the prospect? Or remember how much we were looking forward to Ricochet Brock? 
Uh, <laughs> similar, you know, when you're like, wow, this could be a lot of fun. And in this yeah. case, that actually ended up happening. I only hope that um, I want Darby to move on from Team Taz. Uh, I feel like Team Taz well, has a problem with Cody. They don't have a problem with Darby. Necessary. I mean, Darby won, so they should move on. Right. Beat him it, fair and square. It would feel like it because I want another competitor. Because, um, yeah, does Brian Cage want that TNT championship? I know Taz wants him to have that championship, but it sort of seems like Brian Cage is happier just being the FTW champion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd want more, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Either way, they both look good here. Great match. Sting still hanging around. Sting still hanging around with Darby. He gets in the ring with him at the end. So, yeah, we we need we, we'll, we'll need to start paying a little bit off on that because now it's been a little over yeah. a month, maybe a month and a week. Yeah, he's almost. He might be showing up a little too much at some points if he's just gonna just show up. Exactly. If but, he's just gonna show up. Yeah, I mean it's fun to see him, but yeah, you don't want you want to keep him special. Exactly. Yeah, but that was it. That was pretty pretty great title match. Pretty fun way to uh, to close the show. Could close Dynamite. Great way Would to give that match five stars. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to see. I don't even know what a five star match is anymore. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun with that. Maybe it has great. something to do with time. Maybe time has to be incorporated. The, factored no, in. Uh, he's given one hour matches. He's given fifteen hour matches. Fifteen minute <laughs> matches. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, doesn't matter. This oh, was just no. love. This was a fun way to end the New Year's bash. Smash. Smash. <laughs> Great way to end AEW. Uh, let's just move on. Let's just move on to the other half of the Wednesday Night War. Of course, we're talking about NXT. NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's a good wrestling show. NXT. Watch and see how to tap out a count out of one, two, three. Wasting no time to get into the action. As soon as the opening little video were open, um, Candice Lurie and Shotzi Blackheart came out. They're, they're, they are in the ring, fighting. It was almost uh, it was almost as if the fighting didn't even happen. <laughs> Wasn't there? There was a tank entrance. I, it seemed like I blinked and they were they were just in the opening <laughs> match just immediately. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was pretty to the point, which is nice. Sometimes just start off with the match. Uh, you know, these two been at it for a little while. Shotzi, though, I like. She showed, she's got some cool submissions she got to show off here. But uh, Indy Hartwell on the outside interfering uh, whenever she can. So I think that ends up costing Shotzi the match when they're on the top rope. Indy distracts her. Candice climbs up. Hits a nice big twisting neck breaker off the top rope to get the three. Big one. Indy Hartwell. Don't like her that much. Indy Wrestling. You don't like her? <laughs> don't like her that much, I don't, I don't think. <laughs> I like her. I just I want. Don't. Let's just let him go at it. I only like her. Let's let him go at it. We don't need outside <laughs> distractions. Shotzi. We don't need ring enforcers. We don't need any of this nonsense. Just yeah. give me. Uh, just give me two performers. Let them go at it. Yeah, Shotzi. Uh, yeah, I love Shotzi. She needs to. She can move on from Candace soon. <laughs> That'll well, be fine. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, well, I think she's entering the Dusty Cup, so maybe that'll help. Her and Ember Moon are entering together. Fantastic. Yeah. But let's bring out Finn Balor, the NXT champion. Just cuts a promo about successfully defending that title. But uh, he puts over Kyle O'Reilly as being a great opponent. He stepped up, but he also got put down. So whoever wants to step up next. And then right on cue, Pete Dunn comes out to let him know that he's next. 
And then Dunn, Orne Lorcan, Danny Birch, they all just triple team, beat down Finn Balor until Kyle O'Reilly comes out to help him, followed by the rest of Undisputed Era. Another little unli- unlikely alliances. Yeah. And Undisputed Era, they've switched their colors to red now. They're all rocking red. I I'm think, so used to the Yeah, I, I think they wore red at uh, War Games also. Yeah, that was that was when they flipped the switch. Like, <laughs> all right, we're red, black. We're red and black. We're red now. Uh, maybe that's a sign. Monday Night Raw. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> uh, anyways, we can move on to our first match, first round of the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Grizzled Young Veterans taking on Everrise. Uh, decent match. Everrise. They're on the rise. They put up a good fight, but Grizzled Young Vets hit the ticket to mayhem and punch their ticket to the second round. Punch their ticket. Fast paced, solid tag team wrestling. Uh, yeah. Wednesday is now just fucking tag team wrestling night. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. This should be a good tournament. It's pretty, uh, so I think it's like 16 teams. There's a lot. There's a lot. And, you yeah, know, it's going to be, it's going to take a couple of weeks to get through this. Probably a month. Who as, knows? It, as it should. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, but let's go to some singles action. Mr. Johnny Gargano taking on Dexter Loomis, uh, Johnny was presented with a little drawing earlier of him being a crybaby from Loomis. He just bangs those things out. <laughs> How fast is a fast that would take me. That would take me like a year to draw something <laughs> like that. Uh, anyways, though, Loomis looks good, but he has to deal with all the bullshit. Austin Theory interfering on the outside. Uh, so Dexter tries to grab Austin, goes to slam him into the ring, but at the same time, Gargano rolls up Loomis, holds him down for the three count. And then afterwards, they just both beat up Loomis some more until Kushida comes out makes a save and they just both lock in submissions see what i'm so saying see, see what i'm saying just like that opening event just let him go at it we're at our second uh fucking shenanigans we're at our second shenanigans <laughs> match of the night i mean it was after the finish though well, I guess, or i guess theory was fucking with it though you're right yeah. that's the garganos though they're dirty <laughs> dirty cheaters that's the guy that's that gargano way yeah they're raising indy and austin to be little cheaters as well but uh, then we go to a sit-down face-to-face between Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher, hosted by Wade Barrett. And they just kind of announced that Thatcher is cleared to enter the fight pit. So next week we're going to get that. Promos. Yeah, I'm excited. You know, I think at the end of the day, uh, that New Year's Evil card had enough already. So this will be able to stand out now next week. Let well, main event. Well, and I've been, I've been, uh, I've been fight pit since day one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ever since the first one happened, we've both been uh, waiting for the next, and here it comes. You know how I feel about the fight pit, and quite frankly, <laughs> I cannot wait. We are pro fight pit on this show. Pro fight pit, exactly. Agreed. Yeah, you know, a couple more of those, and uh, once they're in the books, maybe the next time top five comes around, you never know. Now it's fight an pit, it, it top could, five it match. It could be an official stip. <laughs> it yeah. could it could get its own pay per view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it could that'd be funny uh but let's go to some more dusty cup action jake atlas and isaiah swerve scott are taking on this mystery team called msk that we don't know nothing about uh they don't even have a graphic for them the picture it's just hype we don't know but uh, eventually we find out they are newcomers nash carter and wesley who are uh, from the indie scene they were known as the rascals i think uh, the Rascals with a Z, though. Z with a Z. So <laughs> Carter and Lee, much like Rush Hour. That's what they are here. 
Uh, but Swerve and Atlas, though, they're playing the heels now. They're fighting dirty. They're, uh, they were in the bottom right corner, so they're heels. But both team looks good. Lots of cool double team moves until eventually MSK hit a spine buster, block buster combo thing, get the win. So nice debut for them. Yeah, uh, a team that I know literally nothing about, but uh, no. it's always fun to learn something but new. Yeah, they look it's always good. fun to learn something new, um, and you know, it's always nice when uh, you know you give the tag division a little jolt. Yeah, I think this Dusty Cup is going to help the tag. A little, the whole title scene in general. A little kick uh, in the butt because one thing Triple H is really good at is. When or when these four, it's it feels like it when these free agent talents become available, he's great at picking them and pushing them. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, Adam Cole burst onto the scene, and of course, we know where that went. And we have the likes of, um, what else am I trying to say right now? Yeah. Keeth Lee, Samoa Joe, Bobby Roode, Cross. Uh, I mean, yeah. of course, Karrion Cross suffered injury, but he was clearly meant to be pushed to the fucking limit. Um, yeah. Trips knows what he's doing here. If the Rascals are the people to be pushed in one, then it's it's already in the books. Yeah, I mean, either way, I'm looking forward to. Uh, Sorry, MSK. Uh, the next Sorry, we got. I gotta start saying that. Sorry, MSK. People were speculating what uh, it meant. And what did they come up with? The top answer seemed to be marijuana smoking kids. Nice. <laughs> For some reason, like there, there was some logic behind it. Maybe it's like. Street profits. We want to the smoke. They promote. Smoke. I don't know. Everyone wants smoke of some kind. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's legal for sure. in this country. But uh, let's go along here to some women's action. The newly fierce Zaya Lee is here to take on Valentina Ferez. And uh, Zaya, as she comes out, the words uh, Tian Sha were all over her graphics. So I guess maybe that's the name of their group. Could be. I don't know what the words mean. But uh, anyways, the entrance was longer than the match because this new badass Saya Lee does not fuck around. She just hits a big right hand, followed by her awesome, that windmill kick she does to get the quick, easy win. And then afterwards, she just beats Ferez down even more at the signal of the mysterious leader on the throne. Yeah, she's looking fucking big. I like it. She look, like she sells it, too. The way her face comes out, she's not fucking around. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all for this new Saya Lee. Yeah, I just want to see who's under that. I can't wait to see who's under that mask. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. So we'll see. But uh, let's go to the main event of the evening. Our uh, final first round. Well, not the final of the first round, but of the night. Dusty Cup. We got Breezango taking on Adam Cole and Bobby Fish representing Undisputed Era. Ooh, baby. But uh, yeah, the match was fine. Not as much uh, high flying as those other tag matches earlier, but the wrestling was good. Uh, Breeze Ongo looking pretty good, showing up a good, put up a good fight. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly's at ringside cheering for his buddies when Dunn, Lorkin, and Birch all show up and start beating him up again. So Finn Balor comes out to help him, but uh, Kyle O'Reilly ends up getting a big knee from Dunn against the barricade, I think. And then back in the ring, Fandango goes for a big leg drop off the top rope, but he jumps right into a huge super kick from Cole, catches him midair, and that gets a three count. Which is nice to see a super kick win a match. And super match. kicks are never winning matches. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a good one. There was a lot of torque behind it. So a lot of slap behind it yeah. too. As a, this a of, yeah, this was my favorite. This was the best match of the night for me. Yeah, was, this was fun. Fun main event. Undisputed era. Uh move on to the next round. So 
yeah, that was a good uh, overall. I think all three Dusty Cup matches were pretty good. Got us all excited about the tag division again. And it feels like it's only, uh, I think it's only a quarter of the first round or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we still and have, then uh, it didn't even start the women's round. That starts next week. So, uh, yeah, teams like Shotzi and Ember and Dakota Kai and Raquel, I think, or Caden Carter, Casey Catanzaro, all those likes. We're going to yeah. have a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, and I think at the end of it, or at least on the men's side, might as well do it for the women. Give them a tag title shot as well. They can have the women's tag titles. Is that what the winner gets? The men's side at least gets a tag title they shot. They get the tag the title shot. Okay. But the women, they might as well do it as well. Yeah. But yeah, that was it. That was NXT. Uh, that was everything. The no. weekly wrestling. The weekly wrestling wrap-up. The WWW. That was the show. <laughs> God, that's almost everything. Well, of course, it's not quite everything. We still have time for one more thing. It is the Wrestler of the Week. It's the Wrestler of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. Wrestler I'm going to give you my selection first. Uh, we're going to AEW's main event. We're looking at Darby Allen uh, taking down that that 100-pound-plus uh, size difference. It's just incredible. I like watching that coffin drop, too. Uh, he bled for <laughs> us. And there was also a funny part where um, Darby Allen's face paint was kind of like all over Brian Cage's chest. It just yeah, kind of it was a good thing. It was a good bit. Cool. Good bit. Yeah. Uh, Darby Allen, keep defending that belt. Keep taking that that very 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 prestigious TNT Championship into, yeah, into the, the new future. and the black leather suits him too. Looks sexy. It looks too. nice. Very nice. Yeah, it was good. Uh, you know what? I think last week uh, we were unanimous. So let's continue it. Darby Allen. 2021, we have been unanimous both weeks. Two for two. I believe. Two for two. So uh, strong, strong stuff going on right now. Uh, great match. TNT title. Love it. Darby Allen. Everyone's coming out. Everyone's coming into 2020. Well, not raw, but everyone else is coming into 2020 <laughs> pretty hot. And it's nice to see. It's great to see uh, all the uh, all the great stuff that's coming out. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm going to watch the I'll watch the main event of this uh, hard to kill pay-per-view also. Yeah, I'm gonna check. Some well, we gotta see what part. happens if there's any shenanigans. Yeah. Now we're any in it shenan- for the shenanigans. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have, folks. Remember to rate, review, like, and subscribe because we're everywhere. And uh, yeah, excited to dip our toes into the Impact Wrestling pool just for a night. Yeah, uh, we'll see what the fallout of that is, and we'll continue our build to the Royal Rumble. Oh, the Rumble's On upon the- us, baby. Okay, folks, you take care of yourself. All right, goodbye.